1: Good evening, everyone. This is Saturday, July 31st, 2021, the last day of the month of July of this year. From the WCWS HQ here in Trinity, Trinity, North Carolina, is episode 270 of the WCWS Radio Network's weekly review show. This is, of course, WCWS Power Hour. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WCWS Chad Henshaw back on the line here with you as we, of course, get set to talk about Everything that took place here in the radio network here this past week, plus also we we will definitely be bringing you some wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays here of course here for today, plus also ladies and gentlemen we'll be bringing you some wrestling news tidbits courtesy as always of our friends at 411mania.com. If however you wish to chime in on anything and everything that we had to talk about here to, that we talk about here tonight, please feel free of course to give us a call. The phone number as always is 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID 141-364-pound. And press that one if you wish to chime in on everything that we discuss here this evening. I do see it is 6.25 p.m. Eastern time. Sorry for the late delay here. Uh, Of course, uh, it's kind of a late start here. We were hoping to get back before it got started, but, but that's okay, we'll just stay on. We'll just stay on, like I said, Try. We'll do our best to make this a full hour, as always, to bring you, of course, nothing but the best here in wrestling, pop culture, and other, of course, stories making the rounds. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and check on your first look at your wrestling and pop culture history and birthday report. First off, of course, here we will check out your wrestling uh, history and birthdays here. Let's get that up here for you. I will go ahead and point out, ladies and gentlemen, that, of course, every day you can check out, <clears throat> you can check out, of course, uh, the soul man, Justin Lewis Fleming's uh, wrestling uh, wrestling uh, history and birthday report posted every day on WCWS Fan Empire, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCWS Appreciation. Let's go ahead and see what we have here, of course. <clears throat> for today here, uh, July 31st, in terms of some wrestling history here. On the date in 1984, in the main event of the All Japan Pro Wrestling Sumo Hall Show in Tokyo, Japan, the late Giant Baba defeated Stan Hansen to win the PWF heavyweight title. Baba would hold the title for one day under a year before losing it back to Hansen on July 30th, 1985. On this date of 1986, the AJPW Budokan Hall Show took place in Tokyo. In the main event, AWA World Heavyweight Champion Stan Hansen defeated NWA International title holder Jumbo Saruta to become a double champion. On this date in 1988, WBF's WrestleFest 88 took place at the County Stadium in Milwaukee, Wisconsin in front of 25,866 fans. On the show were the following matches. The Big Boss Man defeated Scott Casey. British Beefcake defeated Hercules Hernandez. Jacques and Raymond Rougeau defeated the Killer Bees. B. Brian Blair and Jim Brunzel. Bad News Brown defeated Bret Hart. Hacksaw Jim Duggan defeated Intercontinental Champion Honky Tonk Man via DQ, meaning Honky Tonk Man retained the title. The Powers of Pain, Warlord, and Barbarian defeated the Bolsheviks, Nikolai Volkov and Boris Zukov, with the Barbarian getting the pin on Volkov after a diving headbutt. Jim the Anvil and Nightheart defeated Leaping Lanny Papo. Of course, you know, Lanny is, of course, the real-life brother of the late Macho Man Randy Savage. Speaking of which, Macho Man defeated Ted DiBiase to retain the WWF title. Kurt Henning defeated Terry Taylor. <clears throat> and also, let uh, see, Jake Roberts and Rick Rude fought to a double countout. Haku defeated Sam Houston. Of course, as you know, Mr. Houston is one, has been one of our frequent guests here in the WCWS radio network. The Ultimate Warrior defeated Bobby Heenan with a sleeper hold in a Loser Wears a Weasel Suit match. Demolition Axis Smash defeated the British Bulldogs Dynamite Kid and Davey Boy Smith to retain the WWF Tag Team titles. Dino Bravo defeated Ken Patera, and Hulk Hogan defeated Andre the Giant in a steel cage match in just under 10 minutes. The end of the match came about after Hogan tied Andre in the ropes and escaped over the top to the outside. On his date in 1999, Cham Payne, C-H-A-M, then P-A-I-N, defeated Mad Max in the main event of the Omega Beauville, Beauville show in North Carolina to win the Omega heavyweight title. Of course, Omega was the promotion that was started by uh, the Hardy Boys. On his date in the year 2000, on WCW Nitro at the First Star Center in Cincinnati, Ohio, Lance Storm became a triple champion when he defeated Chavo Guerrero via submission for the WCW Cruiserweight title. He already held the United States title and the Hardcore title. On this date in 2002, Bruce defeated Taylor Vaughn on the NWA TNA Weekly Pay-Per-View to win the Miss TNA title. On this date in 2004, on day four of the Chikara Young Lions Cup in Emmaus, Pennsylvania, Larry Sweeney defeated Jigsaw in the main event to win the tournament. On this date here in 2008, at the DCW-TV taping in Louisville, Kentucky, the OVW women's title was won by Serena after she beat Josie. On this date in 2009, the main event of CMLL, Inferno in El Ring, was a 15-man steel cage last man loses hair match. All 15 men started off in the ring at the same time, but escapes weren't allowed until five minutes into the fight. Miquelon, Heavy Metal, Blue Panther, Chego Okamura, El Terrible, Maximo, Shocker, El Texcano Jr., Ray Mendoza Jr., Negro Casas, Hector Garza, Black Warrior, and Ujiro all escaped in that order, leaving Naido and Toscano to face off in a one-on-one match to see who would lose their hair. Naido pinned Toscano using a dragon suplex for the win, meaning Toscano was then shaved bald. On his day in 2010, FIP Cage of Pain III took took place at the National Guard Armory in Crystal River, Florida. Jake Manning defeated Brad Allen to win the FIP Florida Heritage title, and then later in the show, the Dark City Fight Club, who was John Davis and Corey Chavis, took the FIP Tag Team titles from Chris Gray and Tommy Taylor. On <clears> the <throat> in 2011, Pimpinella Escalada won the AAA Reina de Reinas championship at AAA Verano El Verano de, de Escándalo in Mexico in an eight-way elimination match, which also featured Cynthia Marino, Fabi Apache, Jennifer Blake, Lolita, Mary Apache, Mickey James, and Sexy Star. On the date in 2012, DDT's Beer garden fight 2012, Kenny Omega Produce Day took place in Tokyo, Japan. In the main event of the show, Gota Iyashi defeated Hiroshi Fukuda to win the DDT Iron Man heavy metal title. Of course, as you know, heavy metal weight title yes. On the date in 2015, a very somber one. remember this all quite well. Rowdy Roddy Piper passed away at the age of 61. Of course, the WWE Hall of Famer and former Intercontinental Champion passed away as a result of a heart attack. Now, of course, ladies and gentlemen, if you remember that this was the day six years ago that we had, of course, the infamous episode of Revolution that we keep talking about, episode number 29, where pretty much everyone came together here to discuss the one thing we do love, and that is, of course, obviously, and as of course, and as of course, we discussed in full detail all the accomplishments, all the uh, the accomplishments of the late Rowdy Roddy Piper. Of course, on that day, we all did definitely. Of course, it was a day that we all became united, standing and became together as one to talk about what we hold dear. So, like I said, this was a very monumental day here, of course, indeed. On a couple of moments here on this date in 2016. First off, at Progress. Chapter Thirty Three: Malice in Wonderland in London, Marty Screw became the new Progress title holder after beating William Eber in the main event. Also in the state, Joey Ryan won the DDT Iron Man Heavy Metal title at Beyond American Rana in Providence, Rhode Island. After the win, Ryan thanked the audience for his victory and said that the title was just as much theirs as it was his, which referee interpreted it as a forfeit and awarded the audience the championship. The reign is credited to Beyond to the Beyond Wrestling audience. Not each person separately. The audience then starts clapping and slapping their hands against the ring as they celebrate their victory, to which Ryan tells the referee after tapping out. And so Ryan is awarded the title once again. So kind of an interesting thing there indeed. On the same 2019, Jay Bradley defeated Big Zoe at the OVW TV Tables in Louisville, Kentucky, to become the OVW television champion. And on the state last year, day one of IWA-MS King of the Death match took place in Connorsville, Indiana. In the opening match, Jake Crist outlasted Ace Perry and Kevin Giza in a three-way match to win the IWA-MS heavyweight title. Uh, four birthdays to talk about here today. We want to wish a very happy, happy 32nd birthday to Max Castor. We also want to wish a very happy... 37th birthday to Texcano Jr. We also want to wish a very happy uh, 52nd birthday to Kid Cash. And we also definitely want to wish a very happy uh, 50, 59th birthday to John Lower is People Power. Yes, People Power was born today. And like I said, he today turns 59 years old. So happy birthday to Max Caster, Texcano Jr., Kid Cash. And John Laurinaitis. <coughs> now, that ladies and gentlemen, let's go directly to your pop culture history and birthday here report here today. And of course, keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, that Justin Lewis Fleming does also post uh, any additional, of course, uh, pop culture history and birthdays um, on on all on our page, WCWS Entertainment Cavalcade. Facebook.com forward slash groups, forward slash WCWS Entertainment it is not the same as what as what is read on our shows every night. and he does look through and or through several other sites to get this information. So like I said, between between what what John is, was able to locate, what I'm able to locate and what Justin's able to locate, you know we tried of course to find different bits and pieces of stuff that did happen on this date here in history. And, of course, speaking of which, let's go to our pop culture page and take a look here at some of the stuff here, which, of course, we do use this page every single, not, every single Wednesday night on WCWS outside the ropes. On this date, in the year 30 B.C., the Battle of Alexandria, Mark Antony achieves minor victory over Octavian, but most of his army subsequently deserts, leading to Octavian's invasion of Egypt. On this date, in 1620, the Pilgrim Fathers depart leading Netherlands, for England on their way to America. On a date in nineteen seventeen, World War One, the Battle of Passchendaele, which is the Third Battle of Ypres, begins. Goes on to cause this, this particular battle goes on to cause approximately five hundred thousand casualties. On a date in nineteen sixty one, Israel welcomes its one millionth immigrant. And on the date in two thousand seven, Operation Banner takes place. Which is the presence of the British Army in Northern Ireland, and longest-running British Army operation ever, it officially does come to an end on this day. On a day, 1912, the U.S. government prohibits movies and photos of prize fights. Of course, in other words, in other words, censorship is put into place. Also on a date 1959, Cliff Richard and the Shadows have their first British number one single with the song. Living Doll, which is the biggest British single of 1959. And also on the state 1928, Helena Konopaka of Poland hurls a discus world record, 39.62 meters to win first gold medal in women's Olympic athletics at the Amsterdam Games. American Lillian Copeland and Ruth Swidberg of Sweden take minor medals. On the state 1970, Black Tot Day, which is the last day of the officially sanctioned rum ration in the Royal Navy, which actually started in 1740. So after a good number of years, it finally, of course, uh, comes to an end. Yes. Let's see here. Let's, of course, check out some. uh, Let's see here. Today we want to wish several birthdays, including Philip the Good, he passes away in 1467. Happy birthday also to John Erickson. He sadly passes away in 1889. Also, Milton Friedman. Uh, he was born today. He passes away in 2006. Uh, Ted Cassidy. You might remember him, ladies and gentlemen. If anyone saw the episode, an episode of Star Trek, when uh, he was he was this big um, android-looking uh, I forget what the episode was, but he was on an episode of the original Star Trek back in the '60s. But a lot of people may better know him as Lurch from the original Adams Family TV series. Today is his birthday, of course. Sadly, he passes away in 1979. Today, we wish a uh, happy 65th birthday to Michael Bean, and also happy 56th birthday to Harry Potter author J.K. Rowling. On a stage in 1703, Daniel Defoe is placed in the pillory for the crime of seditious libel, libel after publishing a politically satirical set, 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 um, a, a political a, a political pamphlet, but is pelted instead with flowers. Oh, forgive me if I cannot pronounce that word. I'm sorry. On the 1940, actress Loretta Young, who was 27 at the time, marries advertising executive Tom Lewis at the chapel of St. Paul's Church in Westwood. On a state 1951, legendary musician Ray Charles, who was 20 at the time, marries Eileen Williams in Georgia. And also on the state 1954, TV personality and songwriter Steve Allen, who was 32 at the time, marries actress Jane Meadows, who was 33 at the time. In 1980, Carolyn Englehart divorces baseball manager Pete Rose, who was 39 at the time, after 16 years of marriage. Passings here took place. uh, Aralera, uh Cotta passed away on his day in 54 BC. Dennis Diderot passed away on his date, 1784. 1784. Uh, of course, legend of... Uh, President Andrew Johnson passed away on this day, passed away on this day in 1875. Composer Franz Liszt passed away on this day in 1886, and Charles E. Hires. It might be, I don't know if it's the same gentleman that came up with, with that. I think it was the brand of root beer called Hires. I think that's what it was. I'm not sure. Anyway, he passed away in 1937. Uh, on this day in 1990, a world record was set up when Graham Gooch, the captain of England, this was in cricket, by the way, stepped up to the crease at Lords, which was the legendary home of cricket. It was the most prolific run score of all time. So, Let's check out your movies and television history and birthdays. On this day in 1912, the U.S. government prohibits movies and photos of prize fights. Of course, as we said, that was part of censorship. On this day in 1955, a couple of moments took place. First off, KRNT, now KCCI TV Channel 8 in Des Moines, Iowa, which is a CBS affiliate, begins their broadcasting. Also, WHIS, now WVVA TV Channel 6 in Bluefield, West Virginia, which is an NBC affiliate, has their first broadcast. On a date in 1960, KSOO, now KSFY, TV Channel 13 in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, which is an NBC affiliate, uh, has their first broadcast. On a date in 1969, KWIH TV Channel 44 in Winona, Minnesota, which is an independent station, begins their broadcasting. On the state in 1970, Ch- Chet Huntley retires from NBC, ending the huntley brinkley report. On the day, nineteen seventy-four, six San Diego Comic-Con International takes place at the El Cortez Hotel. On the day, nineteen eighty-four, Lisa Gibbons makes her first appearance on Entertainment Tonight. As we said, of course, birthdays here today. Uh, the late Ted Cassidy has a birthday today. Uh, he passed away in nineteen seventy-nine. And actor Michael Bean today turns sixty-five. And passings here in. In, in in movies and television. On a say 1948, Maria Marie Hens, who was an actress of Flemish uh, descent, was known for the Female Review, passes away at the age of 70. On a say 1964, Jim Reeves, who was a country singer, who, who, who was known for the songs He'll Have to Go and Distant Drums, and also actor uh, and, that, and also was also the actor best known for being the movie *Kimberly*. Jim passes away in an airplane crash at the age of only 39. On a date in 1965, James Rennie, who uh, who was known for the movies *Wilson*, *Skylark*, and *Illicit*, passes away at the age of 75. And on a date in 1968, Gertrude Short, who was known for the who was known for Stella Dallas* and *The Blonde Venus*, passes away at the age of 66. We did say, of course, 1940, Loretta Young marries Tom Lewis in Westwood. 1954, Steve Allen and Jane Meadows got married. I say in 1999, Patrick Dempsey, who was 33 at the time, marries makeup artist Jillian Fink. I say in 2004, Tom Kavanaugh from the TV show Ed, who was 35 at the time, marries Sports Illustrated photo editor Maureen Grease, who was 33 at the time, at a 19th century cedar shingled Roman Catholic church and Nantucket, Massachusetts. In 2018, actor David Hasselhoff, who was 66 at the time, marries his third wife, Haley Roberts, who was 38 at the time, in Italy. Now some of your music history and birthdays on this date in 1786. Poems, chiefly in the Scottish dialect, by Robert Burns, is published by John Wilson in Kilmarnock, Kilmar- Scotland. On a say, 1948, Brigadoons closes at the Zigfield Theater, New York City, after 581 performances. On a to say, 1959, Cliff Richard and the Shadows have their first British number one single with Living Doll. It is the biggest British single of 1959. On a to say, 1966, Alabamians burn... Products uh, uh, having to do with the Beatles due to John Lennon's anti-Jesus remark. On a state 1967, Rolling Stone's Mick Jagger and Keith Richards, and a one-month jail sentence. On a state 1968, the Beatles closed Apple Boutique in London, giving clothes away for free. On a state 1979, But But Never Jam Today opens at Lawn Ac- Acre Theater in New York City for only seven performances. And also, on the date, in 1993, Allman brother, Brothers Band guitarist Dickie Betts was arrested for shoving two police officers. Notable birthdays in the world of music. On state date, 1550, um, Jacob Handel, uh, his, his real name was patelin He was a composer and bandmaster of Austrian descent. Uh, I'm not I'm not sure where exactly. He, but it was somewhere in Austria, obviously, so I'm not sure where exactly. On his day in 1767, Amélie Julia Kandel, a composer of French descent, was born in Paris, passed away in 1834. On his day in 1808, Frederick Crouch, who was a composer of English descent, was born in London. He passed away in 1896. And also on his day in 1828, Francois Auguste Javard. A composer of Belgian descent who was known for the Diab au Moulin was born in Jose. He passed away into, in 1908. Now, in one passing in the world of music, like we said, France Liszt passed away on this date in 1886. As we said, 1951, here Ray Charles marries Eileen Williams in Georgia. 1954, as we said, Steve Allen and Jane Meadows marries. I on, want say 1976, Nat King Cole's daughter Natalie marries songwriter Marvin Yancey. I on, want say 1985, Robin Gibb of the Bee Gees, who was 35 at the time, marries author and artist Dwayna Murphy. And also to say 2010, R&B singer-songwriter Alicia Keys, who was 31 at the time, marries Grammy Award winning rapper Swizz Beatz, who was 33 at the time, at a private home on the French island of Corsica. Now let's check out your sports history and birthdays here. On his date in 1910, the eighth tour de France, Octave Lapiz of France wins by just four points from Team Alcyon, teammate Francois Faber of Luxembourg. On his date in 1928, Helena Konopaka of Poland hurls the discus world record, 39.62 meters, to win first gold medal in women's Olympic athletics at the Amsterdam Games. American Lillian Copeland and Ruth Sweberg of Sweden take minor medals. On stage 1928 in the first women's Olympic track event, American sprinter Elizabeth Robinson equals her own world record 12.2 seconds to win 100 meter gold medal in Amsterdam. Canadians Fanny Rosenfeld and Ethel Smith dead heat at 12.3 seconds each. On stage 1930, New York Yankees first best baseman Lou Gehrig. Drives in eight runs with a grand slam and two doubles in a 14 13 win over the rival Boston Red Sox. On his day 1932 International Lawn Tennis Challenge in Paris, the home team wins six straight title as John Botry beats American Wilmer Allison 1 6 36 6 4 6 for unassailable 3 1 lead. Ends the it ends, of course, 3 to 2. On the state 1932, another one that 1932, Cleveland Indians christened their new home municipal stadium before more than 76,000 fans. They lose their opener 1 to 0 to the Philadelphia A's. Also on the state 1932 26 Tour de France, French cyclist Andre Leduc wins after tallying six stage victories. His second tour triumph, of course, the first one was in 1930. On a state 1934, the International Lawn Tennis Challenge at Wimbledon, Fred Perry beats American Frank Shields 6-4, 4-6, 6-2, 15-13 to give Great Britain unassailable 3 one lead to retain title. It ends 4-1. Uh, we wish a very happy 32nd birthday to tennis star Victoria Azarenka. Some passings here in the world of sports. On a state 1911, Jack Edwards, who was a cricketer who was who an was, um, Ashes Tourist in 1988, passes away. On his date in 1917, Charlie Finlinson, South Africa's first test, and he was of course a cricketer also passes away. On his date in 1919, Dick Barlow, who was a cricketer of English descent, had 591 runs, 34 wickets and 17 tests for England, passes away at the age of 68. And on his date in 1927, Walter Travis, a uh, golfer of Australian and American descent, a writer and course designer. He won the U.S. Amateur Championship in 1900, 1901, also 1903, and also the British Amateur in 1904. Passes away at the age of 65. A uh, couple, we- couple of weddings right here. I want to say 1999, uh, Phil Esposito, a, a ho- hockey player, Phil Esposito, who was 57 at the time, marries Bridget Lee. As we said on state two thousand four, Tom Cavanaugh of the TV show Ed, Mary's, like we said, uh, Sports Illustrated photo editor Maureen Grease, at a nineteenth century cedar cedar shingled Roman Catholic church in Nantucket, Massachusetts. And as we said on state in nineteen eighty, Carolyn Englehart divorces legendary baseball manager Pete Rose after sixteen years of marriage. So there you have it, there, ladies and gentlemen, with some of your. Pop culture history and birthdays, and of course, as we said, uh, the human suplex machine John Gross does report this every single Monday on WWS Raw Radio when he brings it brings you brings you, of course, uh, the past Saturday and Sundays, of course, history and pop culture uh, events. In addition to, of course, bringing to you, bringing to you, bringing you Mondays events as well. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, <coughs> he does, of course, post additional. He does post, of course, wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday night on WCWS Revolution and also NWO Wolfpack every Thursday night, uh, of course, here in D. Also, the soul man, Justin Lewis Fleming, uh, does bring, of course, any any additional history and birthdays that he has on the table here as well. So we do thank them for providing that here to us. 1-605-562-0444, one 562 444 caller ID, 138, I mean, I'm sorry, 141-364-pound. This is episode 270 of WCWS Power Hour. Like we said, this is Saturday, July 31st, 2021. It is 6.53 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Mr. WCWS, Chad Hinshaw, of course, here with you here. The rest of the panel, way, way too tough to handle, of course, taking it easy after what was a real big-time week in the world of in the world of wrestling here, of course, obviously, uh, everything of course now leading towards uh, August 21st and uh, SummerSlam, of course, lots of being built up for that. And of course the ongoing situation, of course, involving uh, wrestling legends, John Cena and Goldberg, are they going to have the opportunities to face off against Bobby Lashley and Roman Reigns for their respective belts? Right now they're saying no, but of course um, we've Obviously, of course, we saw Lashley kind of showing off, of course, against uh, against Goldberg uh, by by Lashley doing one of his one of, during doing Goldberg's infamous Jack Cameron maneuver on uh, I believe it was on uh, on, uh, on let me see on of course his former hurt business mates uh, Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. Uh, but, uh, of course, obviously, we heard Goldberg is supposed to be in coming up on, supposed to be, uh, on Monday Night Raw, just coming Monday, so we'll definitely see what he has to say about that. Uh, of course, NXT, obviously, is picking up here big time with the fact that we now know that Karrion Cross will be, now be defending the NXT title against Samoa Joe. Uh, after, of course, like I said, the... Amount obviously the amount of disrespect that carrying cross has shown Samoa Joe during his role as William as general manager William Regal's enforcer. So, William Regal has granted, of course, obviously granted the match between, of course, cross and Joe here for the title. It will be a good one here, nevertheless. We also saw, of course, obviously, um, of course, Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai, of course, as we saw, uh, you know. Continuing, of course, like I said, continuing, of course, Raquel. Continuing her, continuing her winning ways. That is, of course, until we just have to notice that unfortunately Dakota Kai has now turned her back on Raquel Gonzalez. So obviously, it does seem like that Dakota Kai is going to be the next person to challenge Raquel Gonzalez for the NXT Women's Belt. So. I believe that's the case, although I have not heard anything official about that as of yet. But we'll definitely have to wait and see how that all develops. Um, of course, in it, of course, AEW's fight for the Fallen Show that took place in Charlotte, of course, North Carolina, of course, this past Wednesday. Obviously, we saw a lot of big time moments here, including Nick Gage cutting Chris Jericho with a pizza cutter. And obviously, we heard some of the backlash and aftermath about it, especially when it came to Domino's Pizza saying something about it. uh, Possibly even threatening to pull their sponsorship from AEW. I'm not sure about what that will do. Um, Obviously, of course, we um, obviously, of course, Brian Cage getting in the face of Ricky Starks, of course, former teammates of Team Taz. See how that all pops up here as well. We also, of course, obviously saw Malachi Black getting in the face of Cody Rhodes. We also, of course, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, somehow or another, we saw the Elite get by Heyman Page and the Dark Order to win their big eight-man tag. And by doing so, obviously, it seems that Heyman Page and the Dark Order have relinquished any opportunity at all to face uh, to face Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks for the AEW World title and the AEW tag titles, respectively. We'll have to wait and see about how all this will develop and, of course, to see if anything will Alter will come out of this or what have you. Of course, Kenny Omega will have a lot more to worry about as we found out on Impact. In about two weeks time, they're going to have a big battle royal to determine who's going to face Kenny Omega next. For the Impact world belt. So, Kenny, a lot of people are kind of gunning right now for Kenny Omega. with him holding all those belts, the, T, the Impact world title, the AEW world title, and of course the AAA mega title. We'll have to wait and see how all that will of course develop, but we'll definitely keep our eyes open on that. Obviously, also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we did also see here on SmackDown here, of course, several several surprises here, including, obviously, Sasha Banks returning. We thought, of course, uh, during the beginning part of the show, we thought that she was coming to help, of course, the current SmackDown Women's Champion, Bianca Belair, but, of course, during they were placing the Women's Tag Match, to take on Carmella and Zelina Vega and while of course Sasha and Bianca won the match Sasha apparently turned her back on Bianca apparently stating, apparently telling Bianca that they're not that their situation involving the title is not over with and apparently that match may take place at SummerSlam and speaking of which of course we did also happen to notice that we that we of course looked like it was kind of etched in stone here that was going to be Roman Reigns versus Finn Balor for the uh, universal title, but all of a sudden here comes Baron Corbin, still kind of being kind of freaked out and everything like that, especially after what he's been going through, especially the whole situation here involving uh, involving of course obviously what happened with him and Shinsuke Nakamura possibly. Uh, <clears throat> but anyway, but anyway, anyway, we thought that it was going to be Finn Balor signing the contract, but. Corbin came out and apparently took out Finn here. And it looks like Corbin was about ready to sign the contract. But here all of a sudden, once again, the second part, the second time during the whole night last night, we saw John Cena come out. And Cena Cena took out Baron Corbin. And in the process, Cena took a real big blue Sharpie and signed the contract. So it looks like, ladies and gentlemen, it does appear. That it will be Roman Reigns defending the Universal Title against John Cena, even though Roman, of course, said that he was not going to face John Cena. But as we said before, of course, Roman, you don't make you don't make that determination as to who faces you for that belt. So obviously, of course, a statement was made here, and it looks like Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville didn't do anything to stop him being right there and everything. So it looks like that match is on. Obviously, also we also of course as well saw. So, uh, <clears throat> So, of course, obviously, the ongoing thing here between the Usos and the Mysterios, of course, with Rey Mysterio getting a win over one of the Usos. And obviously, of course, we saw, of course, a situ- the situation uh, take place between Edge and Seth Rollins, of course, especially after, of course, reason being, as you know, Rollins was the one that cost Edge the Universal belt at Money in the Bank. But obviously, of course, uh, of course we saw Rollins pretty much kind of dominate Edge, and I guess... Obviously, of course, Rollins was just pretty much the same, was just pretty much putting his foot put down. He kind of now going to town here on Edge. So, I mean, you know how Edge will be responding to this next week. So, we'll definitely be watching out for that. So, a lot of stuff did go down here, folks, did take place. So, we'll definitely have to be looking at all of this very, very carefully here and how this is all going to definitely impact SummerSlam here. Of course, obviously, the big, big another big thing, of course, as far as SummerSlam is concerned, is of course what's going to happen. Obviously, if you know Goldberg obviously did see Lashley kind of use his use his maneuver to win a match. So, what is that going to mean? Is that going to mean that uh, it, 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 does does that obviously does that obviously mean that? Uh, <clears throat> does that does that of course obviously mean that we're going to see? Uh, you know, are we actually going to see Lashley and Goldberg for the WWE title? Because actually, Lashley's even said it again. It was it was was did did the Roman Reigns think that said that he was not going to defend his belt against an old man. But obviously, of course, <clears throat> of course, obviously at this juncture here. It seems like to me that that more and more, I think more and more, Lashley keeps hearing about and seeing Goldberg. Apparently, is more likely, it's probably going to go down. and It's probably not going to be anything that uh, Lashley or MVP can really do about it. Um, we'll definitely, of course, here, we'll definitely, of course, obviously, uh, <clears throat> we'll definitely, of course, see how all that will def- definitely, of course, will develop here. Uh, but um, we'll definitely, of course, like I say, keep our eyes open as, as, as of course, the, as the word keeps getting, as the word keeps, uh, like I said, you know, more, and more action keeps taking place here heading in towards SummerSlam 2021. Of course, that's happening Saturday, August 21st, of course, in Paradise, Nevada, not exactly Vegas. It's in a suburb of Las Vegas called Paradise. So we'll definitely have to be watching that. We'll definitely be paying more and more attention to this already. So far, we now know that two title matches are etched in stone, and that is a triple threat for the Raw women's title, as Nikki will be defending it once again against both Rhea Ripley and Charlotte. Rhea may deserve it, but Charlotte, in my personal opinion, does not. I mean, regardless of who her father is, Still, that does not give her any rights and privileges, in my personal opinion. And of course, as as I just said, just like what happened last night, of course, on SmackDown, Roman Reigns will now defend the Universal Title against John Cena. So, we'll definitely, of course, keep our eyes open on all that. I mean, who, who knows? They still got plenty of time here, ladies and gentlemen, to maybe make that match a triple threat. I I still say that right there would be a big benefit to put Finn Balor in it and to try to knock out that storyline. But, of course, they may kind of expand that a little bit here and there. We've even already heard that this coming Friday night on SmackDown that there, that there is going to be a matchup between Corbin and Finn Balor after what happened during that contract signing. We'll definitely have to wait and see, of course, how, how all that will unfold here as well. So As I said, folks, uh, of course... A whole lot of stuff has been happening here, of course. We did hear one big piece of news here, uh, and, of course, I'll probably be reporting that here in just a few moments here in our set of 411 Mania. But before I do that, ladies and gentlemen, a couple of of notes here I will mention here. First off, don't forget, tomorrow morning, starting at 8 a.m., 805-8613-POUND. It will be, of course, our next edition of WCWS this morning. I will bring you, of course, tomorrow's wrestling and pop culture history and birthday report. I will also, of course, bring you our lineup for the radio network coming up here this week. This coming week, as well as, of course, some uh, additional wrestling news that may come in overnight here, courtesy of our friends at 411 Mania as well. So be sure to, of course, listen in on all that coming up here here tomorrow morning, starting at 8 a.m., of course, right here. In the WCWS radio network on Talkshoe.com. The other thing I have to point out here is simply this: as you know, um, as you know, of course, I have mentioned this, and of course, after repeated attempts to try to find out something from Facebook, which unfortunately they have not given me a real clear answer to all this. But apparently, ladies and gentlemen, the poll option has been disabled or removed from the Pay-Per-View Prediction Center page. So while I'm making an attempt to do this, to to still do the the NXT US million-dollar title match between John and JD on that page in the form of a regular post, that unfortunately did did not work. So with JD's blessing, because he, he actually was the only one that received a vote. John didn't even give one at all, to be honest with you. But I think a lot of people did not really 100% fully understand. um, Did not fully understand. um, The. um, About what I was doing or either that or they simply maybe maybe did not really care. I'm not sure what the deal was with that. But nevertheless here folks, we have decided to restart it. And 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 so, ladies and gentlemen, if you go to, of course, the page. That was. We did have a we did have a group page on here a while back in which I was doing a a trivia pay per view entitled WCWS Revolution Reborn. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the page is still called that, but we kind of revamp. I kind of revamped it a little bit earlier today, and let's see if we can, of course. Let's see, of course, if we can, uh, uh if we can try to, uh, uh let's, see, let's see if we can try to find this, uh, Okay, here we go. Uh, we have revamped we have we have revamped this page here. Uh, but uh but we did update it a little bit because the page hasn't been used since sometime last year. And, and like I said, we said we want to try to dust off and try to reuse and revamp a lot of our older groups and shows, of course, here in WCWS, because we want to try to make all of them as relevant as possible. The poll option is still available on this page. So what we did was, is that from here on in, all the belts in the WCWS Trivia Championship Series of course having to do with like i said whatever is uh of course concerning the belts that that of course everyone gets an opportunity to go after you know after our prediction title challenges will be contested on this page instead of the pay-per-view prediction center page for now um and i may keep it here for i may i may keep it here because i'm not certain if facebook will ever will ever put the poll option back on that page or not. I'm not really sure. Unless, of course, something has something was done and by Facebook and they did not tell me or if something if they, if they did, I did not see any notification of that at all whatsoever. But anyway, the name of the page here now is called WCWS Revolution Reborn TCS. Match HQ is what the name of the page is. And of course we have revamped even the web address now it's facebook.com forward/groups forward TCS center. So you can go on there and like I said you can uh, whatever matches we post on there we will definitely we will definitely of course um, we will definitely of course post of course on there here as well. And so far we have, we have, I did post that match in the poll form, of course, with NXT US million dollar title between John and JD. And so far, John has received one vote. JD has not received any here as of yet. But we hope to, of course, have that up very, very soon. Uh, <clears throat> But um, but we'll like I said continue to monitor this and all that and like I said just in the future all of our poll all of our trivia championship poll matches of course unless we do them on any of the shows poll matches will be done on this page so and of course I may be doing I may be of course going to some of our other some more of our older pages and trying to re- and utilize a lot of them of course here as well. That way, you know, because like we don't want anything WCWS to become irrelevant, of course, at all. As they, as we always say, just because something's old doesn't mean you throw it away. So we'll definitely, of course, keep our eyes open here on on all to see how this will definitely work out. One six zero five five six two zero four four four. Caller ID 364 three six four pound. This is episode number two hundred and seventy of WWS Power Hour. This is of course uh, Saturday, July 31st, 2021. Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw on the line here is the rest, rest of the panel, way too tough to handle. Of course, taking it easy here today. Um, and now let's go ahead before we close everything out. Let's go ahead and check and see what we have in terms of any wrestling news and views here. I do. We do know of one story that, of course, obviously uh, that has uh, that has of course. Um, And, of course, we, as always, we do thank our friends at 411mania.com for allowing us here in the WCWS radio network, for allowing us here to read their stories on all of our shows, of course, in addition to right here on Power Hour. Don't forget on Revolution, Wolfpack, Raw Radio, as well as, of course, WCWS this morning as well as Wrestling Revisited, Wrestling Debate, <clears throat> as well as wWS Sports Machine. And, of course, hopefully in, in the second half of 2021, we'll definitely be, of course, utilizing the uh, 411 Mania on all of our other shows once we get them returned to the air. Our first story, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we have several to cover here. Let's go ahead and get right here to it. Uh, first story comes in today from Joseph Lee. As Braun Strowman is set for his first post-WWE appearance. Lucha Libre Online reports that Braun Strowman is set to make his first post-WWE appearance as he as he has agreed to appear at an event for Qatar Pro Wrestling. He will show up at QPW Super Slam 3, which happens in Doha, Qatar, on February 26th at the La, La Salle Sports Arena. QPW President Ali Al-Marafi handled the negotiations personally, The contract will be signed in September after working on the legal and visa arrangements for Stroman to travel there. The show also includes the the, the names like Bret Hart, Booker T, Sting, Eric Bischoff, Brian Cage, Sammy Guevara, Hiroshi Tanahashi, EC3, John Moxley, uh, and the Nation of Domination, which included Mark Henry, Ron Simmons, and the Godfather, and also more. So, Apparently all these folks are going to be involved at this show, but it's not going to be until February of next year before he uh, before he obviously goes back and wrestles. So Joseph Lee posted this story right here. As Evo Uno says that he's the unofficial leader of Dark Order, comments on on the fans who actually want Bray Wyatt to come in and lead the group. As Lemon Mania noted earlier today, Bray Wyatt, of course, has been released from the WWE due to what is said to be a budget cut, which, of course, is probably BS. In light, of, in light of his release, there are some fans out there who want him to go to AEW and take over as leader of the Dark Order, a position that his former stablemate Brody Lee held. Evo Uno took to Twitter to comment on the topic. He wrote, release, he should join Dark Order. Repeat, Evo Uno is the Unofficial, or of course, saying Uno, but unofficial leader. This follows something John Silver wrote back when Malachi Black and Braun Strowman were released last month. You know, that the group didn't want another leader. Cody Rhodes also stated that Negative One Brody Lee Jr. is the official leader of the group. Uh, So, but, uh, so, as of so technically, Brody Lee's son is actually, according to Cody Rhodes, is the technically considered the official leader of Dark Order. So, Joseph Lee posted this story today as WWE SmackDown drops back to under two million viewers against the Olympics. The ratings are also down. Spoiler TV reports that last night's that last night's episode of Friday Night SmackDown. Dropped to under two million viewers for the first time since the return to fans. It earned 1.909 million viewers in the overnight ratings, down from last week's 2.137 million viewers. Hour one had 1.920 million, but then the show dropped to 1.898 million for hour two. And the key adults 18 to 49 demographic show was number two for the night behind the Tokyo Olympics, which had 10,516 million. 10, 10.516 million viewers and a 2.5 rating with a 0.5. This is down from last week's show as well, which had a 0.55 rating. So they were not that far back behind the Olympics. Obviously, I mean they, they did end up number two, but that's surprisingly enough. It's, it's kind of funny that they're able they're able to hang in there despite the uh, situation with uh, the Olympics. Joseph Lee posted this story as Serena Deeb confirms that she is still dealing with a knee injury. In a post on Instagram, former NWA Women's Champion Serena Deeb confirmed that she is currently dealing with a knee injury. While it does provide an update to fans, she starts to cut a promo and go in character in the middle. Deeb had knee issues earlier this year as well, which kept her out of action. However, she did wrestle for AEW at the Double or Nothing pay-per-view. She said in the video, Now normally I do my talking in the ring, but here I am in a wrestling ring. Though recently I've hit a roadblock and I wanted to address it with you and be honest because I hear everything you're saying. I see it all the time. Serena should be on dynamite more. Serena should be on pay-per-view more. Serena is the best and you're right. Truth is, right now, I'm hurt. I'm injured. My knee's been playing up for a while. It's been bothering me in my matches. I've tried to fight through the pain. Was it the smartest thing to, to do? Probably not. But that's what I do. I'm Serena Deeb. I'm from the old school and that's what I was taught. Is that you can walk to the ring, you can step in here, and you can do your job. Hell, look at me right now. I can't freaking walk, and I'm sitting in a wheelchair in the ring trying to get better. It's nothing like the girls of the day that break a nail, and, and they have to take six weeks off. Do you know why I'm the best? i give you a perfect example. First thing I do after my matches is I walk to the back and find a Telly Blanchard or an Orrin Anderson or a Dean Malenko, and I grab them, and I ask, hey, how can I improve? How can I get better at what I do? Do you know what the rest of these girls do after their matches? They run to the back and bury their faces in their cell phones to see what the internet says. And then they wonder why they don't get, get any better. The truth is, not one of them can lace my boots. Not one of them is in my league. Yes, right now I'm injured. I'm hurt, but I will be back to AEW. I will come out to once again become champion. I will remind each and every one of you that not only am I the best women's wrestler in the world, but I am the best wrestler in the world. I am Serena Deeb. The woman of 1,000 holes. And, of course, she says it right here, folks. It's Richard. So, and of course, she said on Instagram, I'm going all out. But she will be back here, I'm real certain, folks, because Serena Deeb is that is a very unique competitor. Indeed, we can't wait to see her back in action. And, of course, obviously, as you know, she... she of course, was defeated by Camille in N.W.A. to lose the N.W.A. Women's Belt, but I'm sure she'll probably go on after her at some point down the road here, too. But Camille, I'm sure, like I said, will have a tough time. We'll have some tough competition coming up here as well. Uh, as we did mention here a little while ago about the situation involving Bray Wyatt, Jeffrey Harris has this story as we have like have this. the story has been updated four times here officially. Let's go ahead and bring you all the updates, of course, right here. The original story is as follows. In a shocking bit of news that seemingly came out of nowhere, WWE has announced that former WWE World Heavyweight and Universal Champion Bray Wyatt, of course also known as The Fiend, has been released from the company. The details are serious details from WWE.com. Bray Wyatt has has said they have come to terms on the release of Bray Wyatt, we wish him the best in all his future endeavors. Wyatt has recently been MIA from TV since his loss to Randy Orton at WrestleMania 37 last April. and a subsequent Firefly Funhouse segment the following night on Raw, it was reported earlier this month that he was being kept off of TV for a specific reason, but was believed not to be of any sort of creative issue. At the time, there wasn't any sort of timetable for him to return. Wyatt, of course, you know his real name is Wyndham Lawrence Rotunda, first joined WWE as a developmental worker in 2009. He later joined NXT under the ring name Husky Harris, before later transitioning to Bray Wyatt with the Wyatt Family Stable in the NXT brand, which later transitioned, of course, to the main roster. During his WWE career, Wyatt held the WWE title, Universal title, and the Rollins SmackDown Tag Team titles. Wyatt's brother, former WWE superstar Bo Dallas, was also released from WWE earlier this year. Now here's the official... Here's the here's, here's first update. PW Insider is reporting that Bray Wyatt has disappeared from WWE's Eternals some weeks ago before this news became official. However, WWE has not made an official stance on, on Wyatt yet until now. Additionally, WWE superstar, of course, Miss Bliss, who had have, who have been and arguably still is in a storyline based around Bray Wyatt and The Fiend going back to last year, comment on the news via her own Twitter account, and here is her statement. I really am at a loss for words. Thank you so much, Wyndham, for everything you've done for this company. The most fun I've had is working with you. Such an amazing talent and the most kind person. I'm just in shock. Bliss's current gimmick and character were born out of her alliance with The Fiend and being seduced to the dark side by him. Uh, however, it appeared that at WrestleMania 37, Bliss might have to draw away The Fiend's power for herself to become the new Dark Lord of Monday Night Raw. Update number two, F4WOnline.com reports that according to Dave Meltzer, WB head of talent relations, John Laurinaitis, informed Bray White that his release today was due to budget cuts. Of course, as I still say, of course, BS. Additionally, White re- was reportedly prepping for an August return and was said to have been booked for some shows before this decision was made. Update number three, PW Insider has another update on the release of Bray White which, as noted, was due to budget reasons. Again, like I said, complete garbage. It was noted that Wyatt did not ask for his release. John Laurinaitis, who called him to him of the decision, wasn't at TV as he's in the middle of moving to Connecticut. The reaction backstage has been one of shock, especially due to how big The Fiend was for merchandise in recent years. The character sold a lot of T-shirts and action figures. One source blamed WB President Nick Khan and CFO Christina Salen the two are obsessed with WWE not being in the red at all, even after the most recent financial quarter. It was said that in the past, even while cutting costs, there would be more leniency. The relationship between Wyatt and Vince McMahon ran very hot and cold at points, and since McMahon has given Con more freedom than anyone else in history to run things, there likely wasn't as much pushback pushback over cutting Wyatt. Earlier this week, during an investor's call, Vincent Mann made a comment about handing AEW more investments, and that may end up pro, pro, true according to another source who knows that Wyatt's 90-day complete, compete calls will run out the week before AEW's full gear event. Meanwhile, of course, no other releases are actually expected here today. And now the fourth update to this story. Fightful Select has confirmed earlier today that Wyatt had been set to return next month with creative plans in place. It also noted that a notification was sent to the town of WWE moments before the news actually broke online. That also noted that it was a budget cut, which, is, as we said, was garbage. White's name had previously been brought up during another recent round of cuts. Multiple wrestlers have been discussed but were ultimately kept. The creative team had been told that White was getting protective of his character after poor creative decisions and ideas were presented to him. However, members of the team didn't talk to him directly and didn't know if this was hearsay. So there's all your stuff right there. Of course, it is continuing to say is nothing was nothing more than a budget cut, but obviously, of course, you know, sounded like of course if the, if the fingers are being pointed at the president at President Nick Khan and also CFO Christina Salen, and obviously, of course, he obviously of course. Uh, uh, Obviously, of course, like I said, Vince McMahon is given is, is given a little bit of control of WWE over to the wrong person, in my personal point of view. Joseph Lee posted this story as Kenny Omega responds to a person on Twitter who claimed that he was kicked out of Ohio Valley Wrestling. A wrestling fan on Twitter tried to attack Kenny Omega by claiming that he was kicked out of Ohio Valley Wrestling. Omega responded that he's never been kicked out of anywhere and, and, hadn't, and hasn't even wrestled for OVW. During Omega's brief time in WWE Developmental, he was a part of Deep South Wrestling, which is a different company. He wrote, This is what happens when you're proud to, you're proud to be a beta, a follower, and a member of a cult. You'll leave anything that fits your desired narrative and publicly look like an and full fort. By the way, I've never once been to OVW, never been kicked out of any promotion. Try again. He posted that of course obviously on his Twitter account. Of course, obviously the way he's acting now, he probably get he should be kicked out pretty much everywhere. Because he cause Kenny Omega, just like Roman Reigns and Bobby Lashley, are complete douches. Joseph Lee posted this story as Mickey James slams WWE for mishandling of Brave Wyatt and others in Wrestling World react to his release. As noted earlier today, WWE has released Bray Wyatt from the company due to budget cuts. Bogus. In a series of posts on Twitter, Mickey James took WWE to task for what she believes is mishandling him and his creativity, then given the cre- gimmick he created to Miss Bliss. She clarified that she didn't blame Bliss for it, however. Responding to WWE's post on Twitter, she wrote the following I think what you meant to say was thank you so much for coming up with such an incredible gimmick time and time again. Once so cool and over, we didn't know how to book it right, so we just gave it to someone else so we could still make all the money off of it and let you go. This isn't against Miss Bliss. I love her. She's an incredible performer who is killing it in a role that she was given. She always does. We as artists take every role we're given and turn it into gold. He, she, they both did that. Like it or not, facts are facts. So sorry if that offends you. Meanwhile, other wrestlers and those... In the business have taken to social media to comment on the release, including Chris Bay, Braun Strowman, Brian Gerwitz, and more. Braun Strowman says, brother, I'm waiting. And this was come from Braun Strowman, of course, he's good user use his real name. Chris Bay says, whole time Bray White, finisip movies, or, or wrestling a blaze if he wants to. He's so smart and creative and just a good dude. Matt Hardy posted a picture, of course, on Twitter. Renee Paquette, of course, Renee Young said, mind-blown, excited to see him thrive in whatever he does next. Chelsea Green says, me waiting for at WWE Bray Wyatt to come to the dark side. Brian Gerwitz reports, "Is cliche but true, the cream rises to the top. At WWE Bray Wyatt will be amazingly successful successful whatever he chooses to do next, and I'm looking forward to seeing it happen. Isaiah Srope Scott said, you inspired me at WWE Bray Wyatt. Evil Uno to Dark Order, of course, as we said before, he said he release, he should join Dark Order. Repeat. Karrion Cross also posted a picture on his Twitter account as well. Ryback says one of the most talented and creative guys in the business at WBE Bray Wyatt. Uh, Drama King Matt posted this. Let's, let's dance again. Samurai Del Sol posted this. Uh, a, See you in the horror movies. Hashtag blessed at WB Bray Wyatt. Beyond talented. Uh, Dean Mutati posted at WB Bray Wyatt. is one of the best Mike guys in wrestling history. Sasha Banks posted on her Twitter account. He's got the whole world in his hands at WB Bray Wyatt. De Deora post at WB Bray Wyatt and also a picture as well. Uh, Dolph Ziggler posted a picture on Twitter. Bronson Reed says, this can't be true, and then post a little heart emoji with, with of course, at WWE, WWE Bray Wyatt on that here as well. So, a lot of people kind of really backing up Bray Wyatt in this whole situation. Of course, obviously, WWE, of course, is making the ultimate mistake in, in getting rid of some of their prime talent. But like I said, one of these days, Vince McMahon is going to realize that he's been making the ultimate mistakes each time. Jeffrey Harris posted this story as John Cena was in action for a dark main event following WWE's SmackDown. Following last night's WWE SmackDown, WWE held a dark match, dark main event, with John Cena teaming up with Rey and Dominic Mysterio against Roman Reigns and the Usos. After last night's SmackDown went off the air at the Target Center in Minneapolis, this was via wrestling.com. The match reportedly went on for several minutes until there was a ref bump. Reigns hit all three of his opponents with a Superman punch. However, John Cena later dodged the spear and then hit Reigns with an attitude adjustment to pop the crowd. After that, Cena hit Jimmy Uso with an attitude adjustment to get the pinfall victory, as the referee went back up to count the pin. Cena is now currently slated to face Roman Reigns for the Universal title at SummerSlam 2021. The event will be held on Saturday, August 21st at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. Uh, apparently Cena, of course, like I said, is going to continue to rub the salt into into Roman Reigns, of course, until he some knocks Roman, Roman Reigns off his high horse. Personally, I'll, anyone at this point, I would love to see that. Jeffrey Harris posted this story here as Impact Wrestling has a slight increase in viewership and the rate, but the ratings fall in their key demo. Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics has the ratings for this week's edition of Impact Wrestling via Fightful. Thursday's show saw a very slight uptick in viewership, with 113,000 viewers, that's slightly up from last week's 104,000 viewers. Have a ratings 18 to 49 key ratings demo were down. The show drew a 0.02, that's down from last week's rating. The same key demo 0.04. The show featured Jay White, teaming with Chris Bay against the Good Brothers in the main event. Impact will be holding its homecoming event, of course, later later tonight here on Impact Plus. If you got Impact Plus books, definitely check out that show. <clears throat> Jeffrey Harris posted this story today as Juventus Guerrero tweets an impressive gym photo saying MJF says that Jericho isn't getting past the juice. Former WCW and WWE superstar Juventus Guerrero may be 46 years old, but looks like he's been hitting the gym hard for his upcoming AEW match against Chris Jericho. Guerrero, Guerrero shared a gym photo this week on Twitter showing his physique ahead of his match with Jericho at next week's AEW Dynamite Homecoming. Juventus Guerrero wrote on Twitter, has to hit a top rope maneuver in order to win against hashtag the juice. Ha ha ha. Hashtag happy Friday. Hashtag Jericho. You won't have it easy. Wait for it. Hashtag let's get juicy. Hashtag cause when the juice says. When it's cause when the juice say so. So the juice makes so. Next hashtag Wednesday. Hashtag Juventude Guerrera at AEW on TNT. At AEW. MJF responded to Juventude. I may be labor number five, but I might as well be labor number, and, of course, a real big, long number, of course. 509 985 9322 834 837 and a whole bunch of zeros because you aren't getting past the juice. Guerrero versus Jericho will take place at AEW Dynamite Homecoming on Wednesday, August 4th. The event will be held at Daily's Place in Jacksonville, Florida, it will be broadcast, of course, on TNT. So, of course, like I said, Juventus Guerrero and MJF have, have been something to say, of course. <clears throat> and, of course, the object of this match here is that Jericho must win must win with a move off the top rope in order to, of course, win this match. But, of course, like I said, I mean, I'm sure Jericho knows Juventus Guerrero quite well. Maybe, who knows, Guerrero might probably even wrestle for a little bit in AEW. Who knows what will happen? Jeremy Thomas posted this story last night as NXT stars worked dark matches before SmackDown. Four NXT stars worked the dark matches before this week's SmackDown. As previously reported, Alela, Olyssie Jones, Austin Theory, and Indy Hartwell were at the tapings in a in singles matches. Alela beat Hartwell, and Jones defeated Austin Theory. lot of uh, tweets, of course, from fans here, so you can go on, come on here and read their tweets if you wish to, of course, see that. I'm sure that right now they're still technically going to be continue to say on NXT until we hear anything different about that. Jeremy Thomas posted this story last night, and of course, one thing we did talk about but what, what happened on SmackDown last night as Sasha Banks turns on Bianca Belair and also attacks, attacks her after the SmackDown main event. Sasha Banks' newfound friendship with Bianca Belair was short-lived as she attacked the champion to close this week's edition of SmackDown. As noted earlier, Banks returned to save Belair from the tap by both Carmella and Zelina Vega earlier in the show. A tab match between the four was set for the main event. After Banks and Belair defeated the two heels, Banks turned on Belair and assaulted her in an extended sequence, ultimately putting her in the Banks statement. Belair does not yet have a Summersum opponent, so this would seem to set up a match for her, but yet it has not yet been confirmed at this point. I'm sure, like I said, something probably will be said about this, I'm sure, by by sometime this week. So we'll definitely, of course, be listening. Blake Lavelle posted a story last night as Nick Gage apologizes for to Domino's, using a pizza cutter on Chris Jericho on AEW Dynamite. As previously reported, Domino's didn't seem too pleased at the, as, it, as it, at its commercial, which featured a pizza cutter, airing directly after Nick Gage used a pizza cutter on Chris Jericho on this week's AEW Dynamite. Gage took to Twitter on Friday to apologize to Domino's for offending them, while also knowing that perhaps he is too ultra-violent for television. I tried to cut Jericho's scalp off my at TMZ. It is what it is. But yeah, thanks AEW and thanks all MDK gang members. We showed them what's up and also sorry Domino's didn't mean to offend you. Yes, I'm too ultraviolet for TV. Oh well, all my new fans come see me at GCW. It's M- MDK all in day. Gage did write it. Despite the p- potential of losing Domino's as a sponsor, AEW could have a replacement in Paps Blue Ribbon who offered their services to replace the pizza company. So, like I said, right now, we have not heard anything official if Domino's plans on doing that, but at least someone is standing by here to do it. So, we'll just have to wait and see if of course, happened. Blake Lavelle posted this story. The last story came out yesterday as Kurt Angle reveals more details on the reason for turning down offers from both AEW and Impact. As previously reported, Kurt Angle said in a recent interview with FIFO that he turned down offers from AEW and Impact following his retirement from wrestling. FIFO has released a full interview with Angle where he discussed more specifics on his decision. Here are some of the stuff that he had to say. Kurt Angle, on receiving offers from AEW and Impact following his retirement, Angle says, I had AEW, TNA, they offered, but but I can't do it. I wish I could. My body's too banged up. I'm 52 years old. I'm just trying to live my life now, trying to live in live it in less pain. I'm in a lot of pain right now. I'm suffering from the career I've had, but I don't regret it. AEW, I think it was a seven-match deal. TNA, I think they were just gonna do one match. I'm just my final match is in WWE. I knew I lost a step. I wasn't the same as I was in my prime. I didn't like the person I was, the performer I was. So if I can't perform at the level that I was in my prime, I'm not gonna do it anymore. That's why I turned down the offers from AEW and I'm potentially returning to wrestling as a manager, Angle says. I've had offers for that, too. But I've been kind of sitting idle right now, working on my supplement company. Physically fit nutrition. We've had the chicken snacks and the snack smart crispy protein bits. I also do the podcast. I'm actually taking acting classes right now. So I want to pursue some movies, see how I do in that field. But eventually I'll probably go back to pro wrestling and do possibly some appearances. So we'll definitely just see what happens, of course, here with that. <clears throat> of course, here, but obviously Kurt Angle, as far as the physicality part of wrestling, he's pretty much, I think, done with that. But what a career he's had there, ladies and gentlemen, indeed. And we do thank 411 Mania for allowing us to read their stories here, of course, here tonight. On that note here, folks, I want to thank everyone for listening in here this evening to episode 270 of WCWS Power Hour of course as we said Mr. WWs Chad Hinshaw here uh of course want to thank everyone here for listening in and also of course ladies and gentlemen just encouraging you to now go to WCWS Revolution Reborn TC TCS uh, Match HQ uh, <clears throat> as of course that, that will be your official home uh, of, of of our matches having to do with the WCWS trivia championship series, we will make an attempts to continue to post matches for pay-per-views on the pay-per-view prediction center page, but as of right now, um, but as of right now, I'm not sure how all that will how all that will stem up, but we'll continue to of course let you know about how what we decide to do, even if we have to. Do it in another capacity, like we did with this, then we'll keep to let you know about that here as well. But also, check out all of our other pages here, folks, including, of course, uh, some some groups of notability. Uh, keep in mind Entertainment Cavalcade, of course, where you can check out a lot of, a lot of great um, classics, classic TV shows, classic movies. We post a lot of news stories on there. Also, Justin posts his uh, pop culture history and birthday reports on there. Be sure to check that out. Of course, Fan Empire, where Justin posts all his wrestling history and birthday reports on there. Of course, the Video Vault, where we have a whole lot of great matches, promos, vignettes. and all. There's a lot of great stuff posted on there. Just posted a bunch on there today. Uh, definitely check out some unique stuff there, indeed. AEWS Wrestling's Elite Generation. Of course, we've got a lot of AEW stuff here. Especially, of course, when we try to post up from every single week's edition of Dynamite, so definitely, of course, look in on some of that stuff here, of course, as well. Uh, NWA US, of course, uh, NXT US, uh, AWUS, WCCW US, DXUS, NWO US, and so forth. Also, check out a lot of our groups dedicated to, of course, like I said, like Power Rangers Protecting the Power, our Gaseous Affair, NASCAR US High Octane History, Motor Week Retro Review, Cars of the Past. Also of course uh, <clears throat> Home Improvement, More Power Forever. Our tribute groups to, to Don Rickles and Johnny Carson and also of course Whose Lives in Anyway. Of course Game Show Alley where you can check out some classic game show episodes and moments. Also check out uh, the movie channel where we've got some more movies posted on there. Uh, also check out uh, Sports Roundup where we've got a lot of Everything from sports news to classic, uh, uh, classic, classic sports uh, games and highlights, of course, from all around. Be sure to check out all we got posted there, and so so much more, folks. We try to we try to put, keep everything up to date as we possibly can. We want everybody to, of course, take a gander of what we have listed here, and of course, give your thoughts and opinions on everything. Of course, also including the interview corner page. We've got a lot of interviews, especially as far as with wrestlers and and stuff about you know wrestling and other 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 unique things as well so be sure to check that out here as well power hour episode 270 is a broadcast of the WCWS radio network where we are of course six years older and continuing to be bolder the radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling and pop culture connection be sure to join us tomorrow morning for WCWS this morning 805-8613-POUND, of course, tomorrow morning, starting at 8 a.m. Eastern Time, as we, of course, will bring you, of course, tomorrow's wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays. Also, of course, once again, our lineup of everything going on in the radio network this coming week, and also some additional wrestling uh, news that will come in overnight, of course, through 411mania.com. We'll definitely, of course, keep you in the know about all that. Until then, here, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much here for listening. And again, since 2015, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the one and the only, the WCWS <clears throat> Radio Network. Take care and God bless. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. And we'll talk at you tomorrow morning. Take care.